When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Can I just briefly take you back to something you said a few minutes ago? Um, you said that from talking to us, you'd noticed that some of us have uh, a lack of a, we don't have an abundance mindset, et cetera, et cetera. Can you maybe just highlight some specific things that we may have said to you that have given you that impression? Yes. We were conversing about his physique when we first started. And the way that he described himself. Are we talking about Kai or Tom here? Me, me. Kai. The way that he described himself was for how he viewed himself, not for the potential that he has. So when you view yourself for what you are right now, not for who you are to be, then in the future, you're just going to manifest more of what you are. Skinny. Oh, well, I don't I don't like to eat enough or, you know, I just I have a problem with diet. Okay, perfect. You say you have a problem with diet. You have a problem with diet because that's what you've said. Therefore, that's the that's the echo that you're going to get back. But what if you said, no, I don't. I hit my macros every single day. I'm on a, I'm, I'm a caloric surplus. I'm hitting the weights. And that's your mindset. That's your reality. With you, we talked about, uh, I, I told you, I'm going to get your dad into biohacking. And there's no way that he's going to tell me otherwise because I'm going to, and he's intelligent. And you know why he's going to do it? Because he's going to realize the benefits and the facts and the pros to once you have kids, right? Being able to hang out with the grandkids. No, I, I would and, absolutely love that. And I'd love my dad to embrace that stuff. But as his business partner, I do know how awkward the, the guy can be a lot of the time. And, and it's in the and it's in the butt. Yeah, I, I've and never in, found in, a way to get through to him. And if you can, fantastic. I'll tell you the way to get through to him. Through becoming the type of person that inspires change. You don't lead people. And age is just a construct, right? Like I, I told your dad, I, I'm talking to you like you're my boy, like, I know, I know deep down who you are. Like you're still, like you're still me, bro. Like we're still in our thing. You just have a couple more years. Now you've believed a ton of things, ton of frameworks that aren't true. Now my job as your friend is to help you work through these things. There's no reason why your dad shouldn't have a six pack. In fact, your dad, my hope is that he starts getting back into the gym, starts playing football, continues skiing, goes out and does more crazy shit with you guys. I'd, I'd love that. Yeah. We were talking, you know, about your dad said something really special to me. He said. The importance about filling up the bank account of experiences. Yeah. And health is the tectonic plate on which experiences lie. And unless you have health, you can't have experiences. So as I now realize that your dad has money, he doesn't need more money. He's pursuing experiences, he's pursuing life. So as a friend, what is my job? How can I make sure that he lives his goal best? Well, he needs to be healthy. That's how I'm going to help him pursue. I can't help him as ski. He's, he's going to do all sorts of crazy shit. So how am I going to help him? Well, hey, bro, here's a biohacking routine. In the morning, just stretch. In the morning, just go for a 15, 20-minute walk. You don't have to enter the weight room if you don't want to. The weight room is just what? One discipline of exercise. You can do another million different practices. Pilates, yoga, stretching, running, walking, football, skiing. These are all exercises. But the word but. 
I think it has to come to from them from a certain extent. You know, you, you can't, you can inspire change, then, but it then does you depend on the then person. Then you haven't mastered natural law, brother, because natural law, the law of gravity, dictates that gravitas, mass, one mass, the bigger mass, gravitates, right, and pulls all other masses towards it. So why is everyone that doesn't, everyone that watches your content, surely you're becoming that mass. So sh they should be millionaires. They should be they will. following their passions. They will be. But not everyone will be. Yes, they will. I think that's a big statement to make. And I, I know a lot of people will, but I, I they, don't, they, they, I think it is. does rely on your own personal ambitions and why goals inside. Yes and no. Why can't you rewire those goals? And why can't you rewire those ambitions? And why can't you change your mental framework? I believe you personally can. I believe in an abundance mindset for myself, but I'm not sure about other people. But then that's not an ab abundance mindset because you've just limited everybody else. I believe in controlling what's inside you. You know, I can control everything in my mind. I can't control his mind. I can't control his mind. So I can what be as can inspiring is, as possible. But you can through action. And you've seen different people in history that act as pendulum swings because their resilience, their persistence, their conviction is so powerful that they change everything. Those people exist. Those people are putting people on fucking Mars, brother. That's the level of conviction that you need. So this, the abundance mindset is saying, no, we can all be healthy. We can all be successful. We can all win. And I'll live in that fucking delusion if I have to. I believe we Better can, but I don't think it. they won't. I, I think lots of people Don't won't. even think about that, bro. Fuck the negative. Who gives a fuck about the people? No, they all will. Why not? But you look around and it is difficult to, to it, keep faith in. Of course it's difficult, in, bro. Every, for of example, course it's difficult. everyone knows that eating healthy is, is good for you. Everyone knows that you should be in shape. Everyone knows that health is the most important no, thing. No, they don't. But, but No, it, they don't, bro. That's why they're drinking tap water. Bro, every mother that I go to, that I tell them, stop microwaving your baby's milk because you're putting microplastics into the milk and stop sucking on a little plastic thing all day long because it has microplastics. Every mother that I tell that to, they're like, oh, okay, that makes sense. And they stop doing it. But there's levels, right? So pretty much everyone knows, unless you're absolutely stupid, that McDonald's is really bad for you. But if you go past the McDonald's now, there's still a line full of cars. I know it's bad for me, but I'm still in that line. I'm still getting my McDonald's because well, well, be I don't fair, care enough. Tom, you're not in that and, line. And that's where, and that's where <laughs> I'm not in that line. And that's where I would disagree. I think it's addiction. I think it's addiction and I think people are easily persuaded. If you see people scrolling on Instagram, checking their fucking stories, that's not because they're choosing to do that. They are on autopilot. That's what we call NPC mode. NPC mode isn't whether they know that they're doing something right or wrong. They don't even think whether they're, what they're doing is right or wrong. They're just hungry. <laughs> they're operating off of their primal instincts. They're not even thinking. They're not even getting to the point where they're developing thought. That's the crazy part. So, it's not even the choice. It's not even at choice. It's autopilot. So what does psychedelics, what do me saying convicting state, convict, uh, convincing statements or powerful statements like, yes, we can all be healthy. It's because these are shock factors. These are things that are like, hmm, okay, like, okay, maybe I'm part of that equation too. Most people are operating out of that default. There's so many people that I've talked to about the difficulty of, of self-development and the difficulty of getting off of processed sugars and the difficulty of getting off of bad foods. It's hard, it took me years. What, you're just gonna cut something that you did for 30 years, 25 years, 18 years in a day? Mm, very difficult. What you need to do is you need to become a different person. But most people, they want an overnight shift. 
They want change to happen to them. They don't want to change. And that is an autopilot behavior. You just want change. Luck. Luck. Oh, well, I'm just going to get healthy by luck. Well, oh, well, the food, oh, I'm not going to get cancer. Oh, if I don't work out, uh, maybe I'm going to do well. It's all luck. Luck, luck, luck. I operate out of probabilities. Science operates off of probabilities, not off of luck. Luck is merely your inability to gauge probabilities and statistics. So my habits and my conditioning is based off of thinking, rational thinking, and off of probabilities. What are the probabilities of how I'm going to feel if I eat this food versus if I drive an extra two minutes and I eat something else? And if people started applying that logical thought, even if you're poor, you can still rice and chicken, water and lemon. Everything is possible, my brother. All of it. Do you believe me? I believe anything is possible. That's it. But I don't no, no, believe no, 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 no. That's that it. everything will happen. So I, I believe abundance mindset is slightly different from what you believe it is. Yeah, I think there is an important part. I get what you're saying and I find it admirable. But I also think that there is a slight delusion because you can't assume that people are going to do it. Just like the del- perfect. You can have the delusion of abundance or the delusion of scarcity. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so choose which which we're all we all live in our fucking delusion. We all think we're the main characters of the video game and we're not. Yeah, I'd so, agree with that. <laughs> like we, we, we all think we're the heroes of the journey and we're not. So we're going to we all live in delusions. Mm. You have the dream of the dream, everything that you want. It's a delusion. It's it's an illusion. But I would say you believe that everybody can. Yes. I believe that everybody can, but not everybody will. And I, so agree, there is with a but for me. I, I agree that not everybody will, but it's not because they can't. It's yeah, we all yeah. agree with yeah. that. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Uh, I think we've hit a, a middle ground there yes. that makes sense. So yeah. obviously um, a big part of your journey was investing in crypto early on. Mm. How did you have the conviction to take that risk of, I believe you're working as a waiter and then putting half of your money into crypto at the time. How did you know or you know, think that that was going to be a thing in the future? I didn't. I looked at Bitcoin. First, I tried to understand it. My first thought was it's expensive when I was sitting at a couple hundred dollars because I was comparing it to uh, penny stocks that I was looking at on Robinhood. I'm like, whoa, this is expensive. But then I started to begin to understand what is money? Why is Bitcoin important? And I just started buying it. Bitcoin wasn't my biggest allocation, nor is it my biggest allocation, nor is it my biggest holding, but it's what got me introduced into the ecosystem. From there, I got introduced to XRP. I got introduced to Cardano. I got introduced to fucking XLM, all the OG coins. I remember buying Tron, which was crazy, sub one penny, went to like $1.80 in the 2017 bull run. We were doing like 180Xs, 100Xs in a couple of weeks. But I lost it all. I lost all the money that I made in the first bull run because I fell into the psyop of hold on for dear life, hold all your bags, moon boy this, moon boy that. And I didn't treat the markets for what the markets were, which is a place to come and make money. And I don't see Bitcoin as right now as anything more than another place to hold money. Over human, the period of human history, this idea of having one global currency never really existed. There were always fractionalized notes. If you begin to evaluate how banking worked inside the United States, different banks would issue their own reserves and different states would issue their own notes. Eventually, that all kind of got institutionalized, put together JP Morgan, a lot of collaborators, and the dollar that we have today kind of took over, the petrodollar. 
I think we're beginning to notice the fractioning again of where people like to hold their value and hold their money. To say that not holding your dollars is like a bad thing, I wouldn't necessarily agree with that because the United States is still the superpower of the world. They are the military superpower of the world. They are the imperial power of the world. And holding their currency versus holding any other currency wins over Singaporean dollars, over Swiss francs. At an inflation level, the dollar still wins. How about something like gold? I can't tell you a lot about gold because I'm not very familiar with it. I hold physical gold mm. under the premise that I like to have physicality, right? I want a asset that is physical that I can hold on to. I also want digital assets. I want Bitcoin because I can't take $100,000 worth of gold overseas. I get stopped, right? They'd be like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? You, you laundering money? Yeah, I can take a hard drive and just go overseas and hand it to somebody. It's 100 grand. That's what I like about uh, this type of currency. So the goal of currency is to protect yourself. Two is to find opportunity for appreciation. Opportunity for appreciation. And three is not losing your purchasing power. And that's the big thing that we're noticing today is the purchasing power of people's money is being reduced. And that's where people don't realize that they're entering into slavery. It's this debt cycle, right? This cycle of living off of what you have and okay, perfect, but now you got double the salary, but perfect, they just printed twice the amount of bills. So you're technically just still in the same situation. You just have more numbers. That's why a lot of people are flexing, oh, you have a million dollars in the bank account. Yeah, but bro, do you, do you know how much it costs to buy a house? Like if you were to buy a house cash, your bank account would be depleted by 50%. You're not that rich, right? So yeah. It's interesting that you say you like to hold physical assets, but I've also heard you say that you don't like real estate. Why I, is that the case? Uh, I simply don't like real estate for two purposes. I think it's a great place to store your money. I understand why people that have a fuck ton of money store their money in real estate because why would you have $50 million sitting in a Chase bank account? Makes no fucking sense whatsoever. I don't like it because I don't like the headaches of administering. Even if I have admin people running it, it's still my property. I'm still responsible for it. And two, I don't like to have things that entities can seize that are readily available. Yeah, it makes sense. Those so are the two only reasons. Where does most of your money sit to this day? And like, what's the split between investments and right cash now, and bank? Right now, cash and stocks. That's it. No crypto. Cash and stocks. What stocks do you hold? Uh, all the stocks that uh, buy crypto. So big on Coinbase, big on MicroStrategy. The person that put me onto MicroStrategy is the, the richest guy in Mexico. Uh, he talks about MicroStrategy. I was like, okay, he's bought MicroStrategy. I'm going to buy it. Uh, Coinbase is the biggest holder of Bitcoin and MicroStrategy is up there. So I'm just going to own the two companies. I'm betting on the winning horses because uh, even though Bitcoin has the opportunity and most likely will get approved as an ETF, I think the multiples that are going to be made aren't going to be made from Bitcoin. They're going to be made from all the other markets that are going to get the liquidity from the the crypto market that the crypto bull run that's going to come. So my thought and my initial opinion would be stocks. That's where I have a lot of my capital because it's safe. I have a lot of meta stock. I have a lot of Microsoft. I put in quite a bit of money in Microsoft. The day that Microsoft did the $10 billion investment, I posted about it. I tweeted about it simply because they basically bought OpenAI without saying that they bought OpenAI. 
And why wouldn't you invest into the only potential investment vehicle to open AI, right? It's, you're not going to get access to buying open AI. So that's the only next best thing. And then finally, PayPal. I'm a big advocate for PayPal. I got fucking nuked with PayPal, but I, I'm a really big proponent on the IP that PayPal holds and their cash net positive business. And it's a legacy company. And then cash. Cash on the sidelines ready to deploy into the market. Do you ever worry about diversification? Because obviously you're quite heavy into tech and crypto and stocks that are pegged to crypto. Obviously, if that whole industry died, you would be in trouble probably. I would never be in trouble because my security, first of all, does not rely on myself, on like the things that I have, but on myself. So I can make a million dollars in a week. If I go broke today, I can make a million dollars next week. How would you go about making a million dollars if you went broke next week? I mean, I have a, I have a, a nine figure community. So I have a 200,000 person wait list to join Capital Club. Each person, I have about a 20% conversion rate. So I have 20,000 people already there. All I would have to do is send a message and be like, I'm doing an event in Miami, yacht day, 50% margins, sell 50 tickets at $1,000. I already have 25 grand in the bank account. 25 grand runs me three months. I can have enough cash flow to be able to set up a business plan. All it takes is strategy and planning. It's very simple. It's doing the same thing of what's already worked. People go broke because they do the same thing of the wrong thing. You want to get rich? Do the same thing of the right thing. Just to play <laughs> devil's advocate here, if crypto did go downhill and all of the tech stocks went downhill, all of AI, would people still want to pay for that mastermind on the yacht? Because obviously your whole thing is that stuff. So maybe my, your my, area of expertise won't really. be as valuable then. Not really. I think that's 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 the fishing net that I've thrown into the ocean of opportunity to collect some fish, AKA money. But I think to assume that that's the only thing in which I provide value is very limited. I mean, I brought my banker up here, right? My banker works for one of the top three banks in uh, the entire world. And he runs one of the top branches in the entire world. All I have to do is ask him for a loan. He's my boy, he's on the yacht right here. And he, and he runs one of the branches of the biggest banks in the entire country. So the so key is connections. The, the, the key is to become the type of person that attracts mm. money and opportunity. So, so if nothing existed, just being myself, developing myself would create money. Money is merely the transaction of value. So to assume, okay, perfect. I become irrelevant with crypto. That's fine. I'll go find something else where I can become relevant and good.